0: Hello, everyone, and welcome, or hopefully it's welcome back to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, the founder, president, and chief listening officer at our network, where we have 28 live broadcasts every week. Our show today is The Art of Creating Mental Health Wealth, and joining me is my friend and co-host for the show, Jeanetta Barry and The Epiphany Process. Welcome. Hello, Hi, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. Hello, everybody, to all our viewers and listeners out there. Wonderful again to be back with you. Janetta, tell us where in the world you are today. (laughs) Where in the world am
1: I today? Well, last week I was in the Great Rift Valley of Kenya near a lake called Lake Navasha. This week I'm in the city of Nairobi but I'm not right in the city I'm round the corner from what many people know it's pretty famous from a place called Giraffe Manor those of you might remember seeing videos of it where the giraffe put, put their the heads and necks into the window and eat your breakfast uh, as a guest at that boutique hotel I literally am in walking distance of, of there where I am now so I'm in Nairobi for the next couple of days and then I'm back
0: to the Rift Valley again how exciting, Jeanette. I can't keep up with you. And I just love the, the videos and the images that you're sharing on social media. So thank you. It's another world where you are.
1: It really is. And it's, it's where my heart is. I grew up here from a baby in arms. To me, it's home Well, it's magnificent.
0: And thank you so much for doing this show with me. As you know, our purpose is to provide education, inspiration, and hope, and sometimes a little bit of entertainment as well. And you brought a fabulous guest who's joining us and also in another time zone. We'll hear more about that. But before we bring him out, please share with our audience why it is you wanted to do this show and what you like people to take away from it.
1: Oh, thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. Yes, this is my great passion. Uh, The reason why this show exists is because 17, nearly 17 years ago now, I lost my 16-year-old daughter, Jennifer, to suicide after she and I had an enormous argument one day. And I I really didn't know how I was going to to get through it and eventually I made a decision and reminded myself that I had choice to get through it, that I didn't have to be labelled with the label of the mother who's daughter committed suicide and although that's not going away that's there for the rest of my life there's more to it and there's a bigger picture and I was determined to find that bigger picture and live an inspired life because of that greatest life test and uh it wasn't easy Uh, I I really battled but I, I managed to to work my through way through it slowly and, and gently, and it still comes up in layers. For those of you who were with us last week, I mentioned that five weeks almost in isolation on my own brought up uh, the early days of isolation after having lost Jennifer uh, to me. Not so much the loss of her, because I've dealt with that as, as much as I can in this space-time, but the feelings of isolation with that loss resurfaced in this isolation and it felt like I was back in that time and I really have thank goodness I have the process I have to work me through these things because I had to really work myself through and that process is the epiphany process which I'll be talking a bit later today uh, on talking heads about uh, which I'd love you to join me on and and hear a little bit more about it because it was my lifesaver. But also, we realized that Jenny had died on World Mental Health Day, the 10th of October. I mean, what a coincidence is that? And I always believe there's no such thing as a coincidence. Everything is interconnected. We are all connected. And that there was a very special reason for that. And that reason is we now have World Jenny's Day, which uh, we use every 10th of October to... um, promote and normalize and soften conversations around feeling compromised depressed uh suicidal and all those solutions that come up with with those scenarios and we use theater and, and the arts to soften and normalize that those conversations it's amazing what that does and we've got an amazing lineup starting to happen this week World Jenny's Day, 10th of October, and uh, both Dr. Jacqueline and I will be presenting on that day on this platform, USA Global TV and radio, and we will be going and reaching people all over the world because the theme this year is where in the world is World Jenny's Day, and we're going to have World Jenny's Day and performances from all over the globe so looking forward to having you there on that day and today this this program is about the art and mental health wealth which is all part of what I've just been speaking about and my guest today I'm I'm really quite honored to have here um, Woon and I again he's another person I met on Clubhouse And from day one, what I loved about Woon on just an audio app, because Clubhouse is an audio app, is his soft-spoken impact, his knowledge, what he hasn't read and what he doesn't know well isn't worth knowing about because he is so very, very, very well read. And, you know, I'd sit... In different clubhouse clubs and rooms with him, going, Wow, you are profound. Whenever I want some really profound guidance in terms of internet and what's going on in the metaverse and uh, all these things, it, it, wound is your man. But his real purpose in life is to be able to acknowledge people and uh, feel a sense so that those people feel a sense of belonging and that they feel listened to. Now, this goes very much in with what USA Global TV's, TV and radio's ethos is, with Dr. Jacqueline, is the listening side. And Woon's powerful podcasts allow the person to know their voice is being heard, that they can make a difference. And that's why he established podcast publishing. He's passionate to be able to show how to start, successfully start a podcast and uh, to work with you to launch and scale that podcast and to help you fall in love with podcast publishing. Uh, Woon is, is currently based back at home in Malaysia, but when I met him, he was in London. And uh spent 10 years uh not only studying there, but also working in finance. And only went back, I mean, Moon, I think was the beginning of this year, he went back to Malaysia. And um he's done amazing things. He's worked with uh this is another program in the future, DAOs, which he'll he'll touch on a little bit today, uh podcast, podcast publishing. And um, I can't wait now without much ado, more ado, to introduce
0: you to Woon Tan, everybody. Welcome to the program. Nice to see you.
2: Hi, everyone. Glad to be here.
0: Woon, I got a genuine sense of your authenticity and what a, a nice person you are just from the few minutes we spent backstage. So it's a pleasure to have you and hear all about your journey. I heard the word finance so you had a career in finance and left it.
2: Yes, yeah. So that was my 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 start of uh, how how I how I started really. So I I I, I studied. Uh, science at uh, university. So I, I left Malaysia, started uh, my university degree in London, and then uh, went into finance. So I was working in an insurance company, one of the biggest uh, mortgage lenders in the UK. And from there, I I had, I was there for 10 years, uh, qualifying to be an actuarial um, analyst, and then um yeah and then i realized it wasn't for me uh i think i i had that intuition that it really wasn't my environment even uh on my first day of work but i i somehow stick with it um but it was over time i realized it just wasn't my my career path and um i had to look for something else but uh but that was my 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 start to to how i got started and that led me to all sorts of adventures, but uh, but yeah, so so that was the the big thing. And I know you know people are lis- listening could be coming from a you know corporate background, or they could be working in a job that they didn't like. Um, and I definitely experienced that. And um, I think I I sticked with it because I I was convinced that I. Uh, I, was, I wanted that security, I wanted that financial security, but also that, um, that learning environment that I, I, I somehow convinced myself I, I was in. Um, and, and also a few other factors, but really that was my, my beginning. And um, it took me to uh, different parts of the UK. I, I, I managed to explore outside of the UK. I, I was working for um, in total uh, five different companies over that 10 years and had a few different roles. Um, but I really struggled uh, over time to to really uh, be in flow. And that was the the, the thing that I realized, oh, I, I got to change. And I was looking for opportunities. And I realized that, hey, there's something called podcasting. I was enjoying podcasting. I was enjoying listening to podcasting. Uh, so that was one of the the things that I, I realized. I, I started to listen to more sort of um other people's journey other people's uh, entrepreneurial journey and that was one of the the things that uh that got me uh to to got me motivated <laughs> when i was still working so so yeah that that was kind of my my start of that uh, that that story
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. I I have a follow-up question. So what was it on the day you decided this career in finance is no longer for me? Did something happen? Was it a build-up of something? What was it?
2: Yeah. Th- thanks for that question. I think the it wasn't one particular incident, but there was definitely a number of things I was feeling that I realized uh, that, that made me realize I had to I had to make a decision and it definitely wasn't an easy one. So I, by that point, this was almost 10 years ago. It was, um, and it was after the, the financial crisis, I, I sticked around for a few more years. And what happened was I, I, I found out about podcasting. I, I listened to it. I enjoyed it. Uh, and then I realized I could start a podcast <laughs> and still be sort of networking and and really reap the benefits of of um of of, of, of podcasting and so I, I actually founded a podcast even when i was still uh, working in finance um, but i i really found it uh, difficult to to juggle both things right to to have that uh, career path and still doing exams i was still sort of uh, doing exams to qualify um, in my actuarial career path but i also did not had know a lot of support in terms of the work environment. So I've I found that um, even though I I really enjoyed my team, I loved the people I was working with, I I wasn't progressing as as quickly as other people. And also I um I, I just wanted to to explore what I was capable of, and I know I wasn't challenged in my role, and so those factors all combined to um, me making that decision. That you know, it, it was also after a sort of annual um, performance review that they said, "Oh, I didn't, you know, I, I don't deserve this bonus. Uh, I I wasn't progressing as much as they wanted me to, and I saw that people were doing a lot less work, uh, were getting promoted uh, quicker." Uh, it it really wasn't uh fun and and motivating and inspiring and f- all of that really culminated in me sort of deciding okay i'm i'm gonna make that decision and 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 leave but in some ways it was uh you know i i didn't have any any Plan B. <laughs> I, I, I decided I, I I had a podcast, but that was it. I I I knew I wanted to explore other things, but uh, but for for the most part, it was it was a decision. Uh, and I I stepped up. I I kind of you know <laughs> just kind of uh, put in a resignation letter and 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 made that move. So it was a difficult decision, but I I knew it was the right one. I deep down, I really, um, you know, I, I I knew I had to follow my, my intuition. Thank you for when, your
0: camera.
1: I wanted to, I'm putting you a bit on the spot here, but you, I think you and I have got to know each other sufficiently well over, over the, over a year we've known each other. Um What would you say, uh, off the top of your head, having to endure those 10 years and feeling marginalized when others were able, it sounds to me, and you can correct me here, but it sounds to me as though others were selling what they weren't doing far better than you were just knuckling down and doing in the corporate life. Am I correct with that, first of all? In other words, you were working, they were selling themselves and doing less work. Would that be the scenario, first of all?
2: Yeah, I think partly I realized that I I wasn't recognized for the work that I was doing. I think the the work that I was doing wasn't recognized, but also it felt as if that um, in general the, the work environment wasn't wasn't a very positive environment so there was a lot of stress and it wasn't just me it was a lot of people in the in the in the team and across the company so it wasn't just like my my own feeling right I, I could sense that people in the job in in that environment were very stressful and they weren't inspired by by the work and it it was also um that I think I felt that I wasn't reaching my full potential that was a big thing and, and that's always been a, a big driver for me so I I realized that there's other ways to, to to contribute and and to make a difference and so that was that was a big thing for me.
1: Okay and I'm so glad you've said all that because it endorses what I was going to put you on, a, on the spot about which is how much of what didn't work in that environment and you endured how many how, let, let me put my teeth in straight um what skills and ten, techniques and experience did you find having to endure doing things you didn't really enjoy doing and not being recognized for doing how much of those skills have been really impactful and helpful for you now that if you hadn't had that job, would be missing in what you're doing now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting um this question so for me i i did learn a lot of skills that that was definitely the case i had a very wide range of uh, experience that i i managed to put myself into and and that are relevant to to what i'm doing now as an entrepreneur um, you know running this business re- running this podcasting business and there was a lot of uh, um i think part of it is are technical skill sets you know, just learning how how the businesses work, but also the the soft the soft skills of you know communication, uh, how to influence other people, how to communicate. Those sort of skill sets were very important, and it it I think over time it became much more uh, obvious that my path that I've taken um, really became uh, it really allowed me to become who I am today, and so I, I've always been following my my curiosity and i've always went to the path of where there's most learning for me that interests me <laughs> and so that's always been uh, something that uh, i realize it's always a risk but also uh, ultimately it's always rewarding for me
1: yeah, i like that uh, uh, and, and when you can do that when you can step forward and say wow well, without that I wouldn't be as success successful as I am today. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think, I I I don't, um, I think I underestimate how, how how I how how successful I am, right? I, I it's not something I, I reflect a lot on, but I think it's something that for me it's um, yeah it is sort of following following those those clues and and being able to to sort of take the next step is always the, 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 the challenge, right, like for, for, for anyone. But I think um, that, that part of my life uh, had allowed me to, to sort of, you know, run this business right now
0: fascinating interview and we're going to take a break now when we come back i want to talk about the art of podcasting the business of podcasting a hobby of podcasting how you take a hobby and turn it into a business for people who are out there who'd love to know that so how does that sound
2: yeah awesome this all is right. exciting
0: <laughs> thank you so much all right we'll be right back after this commercial break
2: If you're happy <laughs>
1: and you know it, and you really want to show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Yay!
3: Bring me sunshine <laughs> in your smile. I'm boiling off. Bring me laughter <laughs> all the while. <laughs> in this world where we live. There should be more happiness So much joy you can give To each brand new bright tomorrow
2: What are you gonna do today? I would go around about your shoes
3: (laughs) Make me happy Through the years Never bring me Any tears Let your arms be as warm as the sun from up above, bring me fun, bring me sunshine, bring me love.
0: Welcome back to USA Global TV and Radio. Thank you so much to Helena Shard and Ian Palm Turner for the sponsorships. Really appreciate it. Our show today is The Art of Creating Mental Health Wealth. And joining me, welcome back, Jeanetta Barry, founder of the Epiphany Process and World Jenny's Day. Hello. Hello, hello. What and an
1: impactful our- one. That last, uh, that last advert was really know, impactful.
0: It really Really gets you right here, as you well know. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to bringing our guest back. He's joined us from Malaysia, and he's the founder of podcast publishing. He's going to tell us everything we need to know about doing something as a hobby and turning it into a business, possibly an empire. Welcome back, Woon Woon Tan. Hi. Nice to have you back with us. So we were discussing in the first part of the show about your corporate career in finance and how from day one it wasn't a fit, but yet you persevered because you wanted the experience and, of course, the glory of the money. We all are like like, (laughs) wave in front of us, those bills, and we start running, and then we realize, you know what, it's not worth it. It's not happening. So you left, and now you have your own business. You have you're an entrepreneur. You're helping people all over the world. Tell us about the art of podcasting. What do we need to know? And then we'll go into hobby versus business, etc.
2: Yeah. So for me, uh, I think podcasting is still a fairly new medium, right? So it, it, it's been around for some time, but if you was, talk to most people it's still a new a new fairly new medium right so podcasting why why do you want to be podcasting or why why should you be listening to podcasting right so podcasting has grown massively and in just at the start of the pandemic, right, we had only we had just under a million podcasts out there, and now we've gotten over two million podcasts. And then pandemic absolutely accelerated the the growth of podcasting. Um, but really, when you when you think about podcasting, it's mainly an audio platform, and audio is authentic, right? Audio uh, shows the personality and demonstrates the kind of the person the personality behind the mic, and. You know, from a marketing point of view, uh, it really gets people to um, to know and like you uh, very quickly, and it's much easier to 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 get that um, what you call the zero moment of truth, right? Which is kind of the, the 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 time it takes for someone to to know you enough to to do business with you, right? So so that that time it really shrinks it down, and so you know i think there was a there was a research that was done by google uh, called the zero moment of truth report and they actually said that it takes 7 hours of content 11 touch points and four locations to, before someone actually makes an online purchase but that report actually came out more than 10 years ago uh, and they redid uh, this report uh, this this research and th- all those numbers 7 11 and 4 those numbers have gone up massively and so with podcasting, it's just easier to con- create those content uh, that gets people to know, like, and trust you to do to want to do business with you. And then I think the the big reason why um, people should consider podcasting is that it, it positions you as a as a thought leader, as a as a leader in your field, because you you're sort of getting to speak to other people. Uh, you're getting that sort of one to one conversation uh, very quickly. And also, I think as a as a medium, it's one of the best word-of-mouth medium that you can uh, you can create, right? So there's a lot of stories there. There's a lot of uh, aha moments that that happens during a, a podcast, uh, and so it's very shareable. It's very viral. Uh, it gets people to 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 share your content easily. So those are the reasons why. Uh, you know, if you're new to podcasting, if you're considering starting a podcast, uh, those are big reasons why you should uh, think about podcasting, uh, both as a hobby, but also you know for 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 building your brand. I think those are those are important uh, reasons to consider.
0: Thank and- you for sharing that. Yeah, I have have a question for both of you. And I didn't have the pleasure of meeting either of you on Clubhouse, but I was definitely on Clubhouse and I was there every day pretty much. And I felt like it was a lifesaver in so many ways. And even though you couldn't see the person, to your point, you could hear their voice. And it was really an authentic way of meeting someone because that's what we had. We had our voice. We didn't have, you know, what we look like or, or, any of the visuals. So, do you find that Clubhouse really uh, was a game changer for many people during the pandemic?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Clubhouse. Th- there have been there have been many attempts to to create sort of Clubhouse like live audio, live podcasting platforms. But I think Clubhouse really came at the right time at the right place, right? So they really shaped the this whole new wave of uh, creating live. Audio content, and they were good because they were very specific. They only allowed you to to do a certain things, which is to 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 join as a conversation, to kind of create that virtual space, right? The, but it's audio only. There's no screen, so it makes it so much easier for people to to just jump on. And it was, you know, I think previous platforms were kind of on on the uh, less on the mobile, and so with this platform. Um, I think it really kickstarted this whole new wave where people just join in, uh, join the conversation, and it's uh, it's a new behavior as well. People people were new to it, but also very excited because you get to actually uh, ask questions of people that you m- might only dream of uh, having that that one to one conversation, right? So, I think it's it's really um, op- opened up a whole new opportunity uh, for me. Definitely, when I joined Clubhouse last year. Uh, I was there almost every day as well, and it was it was a game changer and it really helped a lot of people connect, but also it sort of um y- you could you could know these were genuine relationships because people were connecting every day right <laughs> a, a regular cadence and I think that that sort of solidified a lot of um, a lot of the reasons why we want to be podcasting, why we want to be sort of um sharing these stories, having these audio conversations.
0: Thank you so much. Jeanetta. what are your thoughts? Is Clubhouse still viable, still as, as important as it was?
1: No, I don't. For me personally, I, I don't find it as viable or, or as effective as it was. Having said that, there are a lot of people who, is still, who were there last year who are still very interactive and still a part of it. Uh, I noticed that it leveled the playing ground on an international level that people that were very well-known, uh, say, actors or personalities were suddenly rubbing shoulders, as, as you would say, uh, with anybody and everybody. And that's where, when you were saying it was easy to talk to people. I mean, I was in a room one day with Paris Hilton, on stage with her, and I could have stepped forward and said, you know, what, what if I wanted to, um and and many other personalities so i think during the pandemic it it linked the world globally and people started seeing how other people operate and live and also understood that we were all in the same boat it wasn't the country i'm in that was going through this we were going through it globally and it i think it softened hearts and made people step forward having said that i really battled with it as as a a medium because i'm a visual person i really battled with it i don't know if i ever told you but i actually didn't like being there most of the time because i couldn't see people and i love seeing people and i love their facial expressions and so for me, it, it, it was too limiting on one side, but on the other, the people I've met, you, and and even, I didn't meet you, Dr. Jacqueline, through Clubhouse, but most of the people that have had in, such an impact on World Jenny's Day in this last two years have come from Clubhouse, and I thank you. Thank Clubhouse every single day for that. But it definitely has changed this year. Uh, You know, all those people who could help me last year, by way of example, are too busy this year. Understandably, they're trying to catch a new life in in a new world with new meaning and and feeling uh, uh, quite different themselves. But I was just so grateful to have them last year through Clubhouse. So grateful. So it's a lovely medium. But more for others than me. I really, I really
0: battled going into different places and talking. Thanks, Jeanette. It's good to have different perspectives. I appreciate that. So, I'd like to move on now to the million-dollar question, so to speak. How do we take hobby the hobby of podcasting to make it an official business? Can you share more about that with us, one?
2: Yeah. So, podcasting. It has grown massively. It's um, It sort of just started as a hobby, sort of niche, super niche uh, media. Uh, and you can see that more and more, the brands are putting money into podcasting because they are realizing how effective it is in terms of creating awareness for their brands, but also engagement. And people are actually buying because they've listened to a podcast, advertise their brand, right, or or a sort of um, give out a ticket or a sort of coupon code or some sort of discounted product uh, that is mentioned on a podcast. And so they know that uh, as a medium to, to sort of do their marketing and branding, it, it's working. And so... Cool because there's a lot less competition, um, and it's a new platform, people love it, right? So the money is following into podcasting. And then this is going into the technology platforms, the, the podcasting platforms. And so we're, we're seeing this sort of um, cycle of money coming in, it sort of gets distributed, uh, more and more podcasters, are, are, are creators are, are creating podcasts. And so the, the entire ecosystem is growing. And so as a podcaster as a as someone who wants to start a podcast, you want to understand what are what are the sort of uh, revenue streams that you can create out of podcasting right so you can definitely um, do what you call sponsorships which is quite common. So you can uh, create a podcast and then sort of uh, invite sponsors to sponsor you and that usually means that you want a, an audience that's aligned with the sponsor. So you want to be able to sell sponsorship packages to the sponsors. But the other very common sort of uh, approach for a lot of hobby creators are really uh, the membership approach. So you would actually get paid by the listeners themselves. The most passionate listeners, the the super fans of your podcast would then pay you directly for uh, exclusive content behind the scenes, early access, uh, things like that. So they want to connect with you. They want to have conversations with you. They want to hang out with you. So that is a very uh, different approach to, to getting paid as a podcaster, but also is a very common one and is increasingly becoming more and more important um, I don't know if we're gonna touch on NFTs, but or or but or, or those sort of things. But uh, these are sort of the trend in which uh, we are moving towards. And so we want, uh, you know, people like to support who they uh, that their creators because ultimately we want to pay our the people that are that are sort of inspiring us, that are sort of entertaining us. I think that's what uh, that's what the world is moving towards. And there are other sort of um, ways to get paid as well. So in the sort of online world. Uh, affiliate marketing—that is a very common approach. So you do get paid if you recommend products, uh, and then there are things such as um, well, so so the the sort of traditional um, online platform uh, would also pay you uh, by advertising on your podcast. So this is kind of the YouTube model. So you would uh, have your podcast, and your podcast might reach a certain number of uh, listeners, and then you can monetize your podcast. And then any type of adverts would appear in front of your podcast uh, and you would, uh, you would get paid just based on the number of downloads that you can generate. And, so, and, and the good thing is for, for most of these podcast platforms that allow you to do that, you don't even need to have that many listens. Uh, you can almost instantly monetize your podcast right from the beginning so these are kind of the the big things to 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 be aware of when you're starting out or if you if you're not aware of it it uh, is it's good to know and then you can sort of work towards that and um i mean right now you can definitely make a substantial living um just by having a 100 true fans. i think that's kind of the the new the new norm um so it, so yeah, that's kind of the the way if, if you want to take your uh, hobby podcast to the next level, um, definitely explore these uh, options because if you can uh, become financially sustainable through your podcasting, then um, it makes it so much easier.
0: Absolutely. That'll put a big smile on someone's face for sure. <laughs> How do you work with your clients? How do you work with people to get them to embrace this idea and say, Okay, I'm gonna give up what I have in the corporate world or whatever it is I'm doing, and I'm gonna go full in on this.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the people that come to me already have a business, so I, I'm not. Um, I I tend to work with people who already have a business, but I I I see a lot of podcasters who are starting out without uh without necessarily. The, the, the right type of setup, but that's okay as well because they, want, they are sort of building that audience. And so for me, I think the key thing is to be passionate about the topic that you're talking about and be wanting to be learning on behalf of your audience because that is really key because you want to be uh, asking the right type of questions, inviting the right type of guests, and be curious about the topic. And as long as you do that, then you'll be able to inspire your audience, uh, educate them, and also uh, add value to them. So you're helping them solve practical problems. They are, you, you're sort of giving them information, relevant information for them to progress. And so those are really important points uh, when, you, when it comes to sort of thinking about uh, how you go about setting up your podcast.
1: How do you know when you've got a hundred real fans?
2: How, I mean it's how a do good you it? I think it's a good question. It's is one yes. of those things that um is 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 um is a difficult one to, to answer, but I know I've I've sort of um so the, there's actually someone in the DAO ecosystem called uh, I believe her name is Li Jin and she she was the f- first person to to coin this term hundred true fans and basically the the idea is that you don't need as many people to to really uh, create a, a, a sort of uh, to sustain your your content creation and the key thing is to make sure you you sort of have a target audience and sort of keep Answering to that audience um, and sort of build out that audience through, through through consistent content. And so, how how do you know? You know it when when people are engaging with you. You know um, when when you get f- fan mails from from your uh, podcast listeners, and when you're getting sort of feedback on, on ideas and how to improve or how how to how to create more shows or how to improve uh, who else to interview, I think those are really good signs that you're moving towards the right direction.
1: Okay. In in actual fact, we were saying before we started the show, there's so much to talk with you, uh, Woon, in future shows, and you touched on something that people will be going... Dao, is that to do with Buddhism? But it actually isn't. And it's a decentralized, autonomous organization. And whenever you start talking about it, my mind is blown away. And Dr. Jacqueline, I can't wait to have Moon back to talk about the Dao and what the future of the Dao promises for us and as entrepreneurs and as communities in in, in the way forward. Um, So it'll be an interesting one to work forward with as we come to the end of this show, sadly. But uh, is there anything you wanted to ask further, Dr. Jacqueline? I know you're going down, down, (laughs)
0: down. It is a fascinating topic and I'm looking forward to learning more. And I wanted our audience to know that when Wound uh, registered, you had five topics and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is at least five shows. It could be 10 shows. So there's a lot more content here that I know we'd love to have you come back and share with us on multiple shows.
2: Yes, I, I, I really thank you guys. I mean, I think you guys are doing an amazing job sharing your message and sharing this to the world.
0: Thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate it. How can people get in touch with you and who would you like to contact you? We have your banner, but for people who are unable to read it or they're on the radio, please let them know.
2: Yeah, I mean, the best place to to, 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 to find out more is my personal website, com. So that's W-O-O-N-T-A-N.com. And you can reach me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um but f- yeah for 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 people who are interested in podcasting whether you are starting out or if you've got if you've been podcasting for some time and you want to sort of uh, have an audit or if you want to have a chat just to see where you can improve uh, i'm always happy to to speak to others and i like, like you guys were touching on, I, I do work in a DAO. And if you know anything about DAOs, this is a very exciting space. And uh, I'm basically working on a podcast incubation uh, DAO, and we are sort of basically helping people set up podcasts through in, in this sort of DAO environment. And so this is kind of um, a bit like the future of where work is heading. So the way I think of it is that, if you look at 10 15 years ago there wasn't any digital entrepreneurs or freelancers working in you know working uh, remotely right uh, but i think this is kind of the new wave of where things are heading and so uh, it's a very exciting way of working but also organizing and so uh, i'm working in this space and um, yeah, I'm, I'm basically wanting to see anyone who wants to launch a podcast or who, who's thinking of getting into podcasting. Whether it's working as an editor, as a you know, as a host, as a storyteller, these are all very exciting opportunities. And I can uh, I wish I, I, I wish to meet you and uh, yeah, speak to you.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, just a quick follow-up question: Do you actually? provide the service of auditing someone's existing podcast of so people who are already out there do you actually give them some feedback hey this is working maybe you should consider this change this up
2: yeah this is something that a lot of people have come to me even though i don't have a specific product for them but yes i i have uh, i have been approached a lot uh, and it's something that i've built up a lot of knowledge in. so yes
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. So please do reach out to Woon. Office information is here on the banner. Janetta, anything you'd like to share before we close out today?
1: Um, no, just uh, Woon, I, I'm just so glad you were able to, to be with us today as we expand this conversation into the global village for uh, metaverse village for entrepreneurs with uh, with uh, with our teammates, I should say, uh, because uh, Woon and I are now part of a metaverse village for entrepreneurs, and um, I can't wait to share that in the future. So welcome back.
0: I can't wait to learn more because this is an area that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, we can't
2: I think wait this to share. A, Yeah, <laughs> this is a very fun, exciting uh, place to be in. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, 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 to be back and uh, seeing what happens next. Thank
0: you so much. All right. Have a pleasant evening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you.
2: Thank
0: you. Bye. Janetta, thank you so much for bringing Woon to the platform. That was really fascinating.
1: Yeah. he, As you say, his genuine openness, his soft-spoken way of insightfully understanding things that are far deeper and are definitely futuristic, he, he inspires me the moment i met him so i'm i'm hoping and looking forward to seeing where this brings us on usa global tv too as am i thank you
0: and Jeanette, i'm going to spotlight you to share your information but also let people know that you have your talking heads tell them what that's about you sort of indicated a little bit uh and then you're on a woman's prerogative today so tell us more
1: I i am okay so uh In a few hours from now, uh, about three hours from now, uh, if you would like to tune in, I have a talking head show where I talk the epiphany process, which is the process that I researched and studied after having lost Jenny, my daughter, to suicide. Uh, And I knew I had to find ways to accurately get through my greatest life test, where I too was planning my end to my life. Three times I nearly went there and I knew I had to find something that wasn't hit or miss or trial and error or where some of it did work and other parts didn't. I knew I, I had to find a place to move forward with and tools and techniques that were really really beneficial so talk the talking head show every week I've been sharing how the epiphany process operates works the insights that it brings out so that you see more than than appears to be at the end of your nose and start asking yourself questions you've never asked yourself before and when those questions start being asked, and you start answering them, you start getting that bigger picture. And it, it, it is incredibly empowering. You don't feel as though half something, you know how you can sometimes you stop and you go, There's something missing in my life, and I can't put my finger on it. What that is, that's what the Epiphany process helps you to do. So join me. Uh, in three hours from now, <clears throat> on Talking Heads, where I talk further about the insights and how that works, and uh, uh, I can walk you through with with more depth as to how to make the epiphany process work for you. And then uh, a- another three hours after that, with matchsticks in my eyes to keep them open, um, I'm on a woman's prerogative. Because it's uh, at this end of the world in Kenya, it's my 11 p.m. and we finish at my midnight. And that's also a very crucial program on uh, talking about anything and everything matters women. And that matters to women. And and having said that, Dr. Jacqueline, I, I have to say, I think the program before ours is also very important today, uh, which is the men's equivalent with a panel of men talking about men's viewpoints and life. And and I think today's topic on on men's Uh, viewpoint on pornography is going to be an amazing one to listen to so i'm giving that one a plug too because wow there are so many programs on usa global tv i highly recommend you get to so that that's today i'm i'm presenting on three programs today and uh i look forward to having you back as and come to all the others as well i think you find that it's quite hard to get away in the end because there's such a diverse amount of subjects to to tune into so thank you Dr. Jacqueline.
0: Thank you, Janetta. I really appreciate that. And, you know, it's interesting for the men's show, Roland Friedel is our host and moderator, and he shared with me the topic. And I thought, I don't know that I want to have a show about porn on this platform, because this is education, hope and inspiration. But I did some research, and apparently, it is a problem among certain generations. So I thought, okay. We'll let it go. So we are having that show this afternoon and I appreciate it. And thank you for staying up late with us. <laughs> with your... <Great>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, love, it. It. Uh, I'm I
1: say, love it. I am a I go along going, whoa, <laughs> with the matchstick still stuck there. But it, it, I just love it.
0: It it is a big commitment, and I really appreciate you making it. Thank you. I You too. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Well, I look forward Um, to seeing you later today on Talking Heads. Yes,
1: can't wait. And, um, yes, love to everybody. Look forward to having you again on this show this time next week. We've got a a, a fascinating man who I met through podcasting. He podcast interviewed me. I don't think I've ever been so – So thoughtfully interviewed on the subject of Jenny and suicide ever in any podcast ever before. So uh, we'll have Hirsch next week. I can't wait to to share him with you because I think you'll love him as well.
0: Thank you. I look forward to that. Yay. All right. Enjoy (laughs) the rest of your day and I'll see you soon. Wonderful. Lots of love. Love to you too. Thank you. Bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Whether you're watching us on the live or the replay, I just have a few messages for you. We have the opportunity for you to be a guest co-host. Someone actually came to me and said, I don't want to be on every week, but I'd like to be a guest. What can I do? Well, now you have the opportunity. You can book in as a guest co-host for a show. Go over to usaglobaltv.com and you'll find the opportunity to do that. We also have a new show that will be immediately following this show. And that's not today, but it's starting, I think in two weeks, it's called Wrapping with Dr. Jacqueline. It's a show about nothing. So if you're thinking to yourself, what does that even mean? What it means is we have no agenda, no script. I don't know you probably. You don't know me, but let's get to know each other. And if you are someone I know, I probably don't know you as well as I could know you. You might not know me as well as you could know me. So let's take 40 minutes and just meet like in a virtual living room and have a conversation. And finally, we have a brand new course. For those of you who don't know, I teach the power of listening. I have many courses with Madeline Chan, and this is our newest one. It's called Heart Gratification, Male and Female Energies. We're going to be delving into male and female energies this afternoon on a woman's prerogative. And also, if you happen to miss it, on my Talking Head series yesterday, I actually shared some videoed scenarios of male and female energy, so you can learn all about that over on our YouTube channel, USA Global TV, go to Talking Heads 2022. We're Talking Heads, Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. All right, that's a wrap for right now. We're coming back with the United Kingdom News and Culture. We'll see you shortly. Thanks again. Bye, everyone.